this episode, as is every episode, brought to you by Patreon. Our beautiful supporters give us at least a dollar an episode, and they get awesome rewards like swanky beer-related parties with snacks and our presents. Also, they get bonus contents about some of our favorite classic movies and a bunch of trivia about them in our bonus segments. Max, tell me more. You know, that's that's the nutshell. If you want to be part of this awesome club, go to patreon.com slash Cinema to join. Also, this episode is brought to you by The Handlebar right here in Chico. It's a craft beer bar and restaurant that has an awesome happy hour seven days a week. Johnny, what is the deal? So every single day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m., you get $1 off every single craft beer. And that goes along with their awesome menu that has recently been expanded, including French fries, hamburgers, all that kind of fun stuff. Even some vegetarian and vegan options if you want. That's also- right. They are at 2070 East 20th Street. Again, happy hour, seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m., a dollar off all of their draft craft beers. Go check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm so sweaty. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. That guy that was just singing to you is Johnny Summers. And that guy over there not singing, but also sweaty, is Max Minardi. To all of our returning listeners, thank you so much for coming again. We appreciate you. Uh, Don't you dare jump on that joke. It's too easy and too early. Uh, Thank you for tuning in again. If you're a new listener... Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming for the first time. This is a three-part show. Uh, I'm going to give you that breakdown in, in roughly 27 seconds. The first part of this show consists of our first beer and what's new with Johnny and I, because we only see each other about once a week, which is not nearly enough. And then we take a break and we talk about our film of the week. This week, we're talking about a movie called Upgrade. Here's the thing. Maybe you're like, Johnny, Max, I haven't seen Upgrade. Please don't spoil this movie. Don't worry about it. We're not going to spoil it yet. Because that's only the second segment. But then we take another break and go into our third segment called The Danger Zone. That's when things get real wild. That's when it gets wild. We cover our second and final beer, and we also go into what we loved and didn't love about the movie with spoilers. We talk about it like we've all just seen it. So that's what you're in for. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. We love what we do, and hopefully you like it as well. (laughs) Let's get into it, buddy. Uh, What's our first beer today? So the first beer we're drinking is a beer. From Almanac Brewing Company out of San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yep. cool. They just opened a tap room. I need to get down there and check it out. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually the second beer that we will be doing. The first beer we had was a beer from... That was my mistake. Is this not our first beer? No, no, no. The, the, um, the first... This is the second beer we will be sampling from Almanac's kind oh, of oh, sure. rebranding. They've recently right. kind of taken a new approach, kind of limited a bit of the acidity on their beers changed their marketing, their packaging, kind of just a fresh look at this brewery. So we were so impressed with the last one that we did for the Ready Player One episode, Yeah, you'll recall, with Jameson and John Wallum, Indeed. Uh, that this was on the shelf at Spikes, and it called to me, and it is called Cherry Berry Sour. Yeah. And it's a sour red ale aged uh, in wine barrels with cherries, raspberries, blackberries, and vanilla beans. Sure. Excuse me. You're we're good. Directly no, really on. We're good. We've all been drinking. Um. So what made you pick this one out, bud? I just said, man. I mean, besides, besides, like, just enjoying the other stuff, is this, like, a new beer in the area? Or um, yeah. It's one that's it's kind of been on the radar? Relatively new. I recognized it as a new one from them just because of the packaging. Sure. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay, this is another, like, fresh take. Uh, also, I love really the, the 
the berry combination in it with the uh, cherries, raspberries, and blackberries. I mean, that seems like a good. And then you yeah. add vanilla beans for, right. like, to just round it out. It sounded just delicious. And like I imagine this like ice cold being like like a raspberry blackberry cobbler with vanilla ice cream. Sure. You know what I mean? That's what I visions in my head. So I wanted to give it a whirl and this brewery is back on the radar just because of what they've been doing lately. The, I believe it was like a fruit punch sour that we did with Jameson and John. Yeah, I think so. And that beer blew me away. So you were reading the uh the episode or the episode, the website's description of this beer. And it sounded really interesting to me, but there's one thing that caught me off guard, which was the Brett in this. Would you read me what's on their website from this beer? Yeah, so the actual description from Almanac reads as follows. Cherry Berry Sour is a summer fruit platter fresh from the barrel. We combine some of our favorite summer fruit together to make this delicious fruit-forward sipper. Layers of cherry, raspberry, blackberry, and a touch of aromatic vanilla combined with our house sour Brett culture and used wine barrels to create a deeply fruited, funky beer. Pair with breakfast sandwiches, fried cherry hand pies, or grilled pork loin. Mm -hmm. Those are some oddly specific food pairings. They really are, man. I mean, so the, like the vanilla is the big curveball, and then it's like, well, the Brett cultures we used in this. Um, and I am not typically a big fan of Brett. The thing with them is they've got like a house... Uh, bacteria culture that hmm. they use in all their beers. They've uh, propagated it. Sure. I believe that's the proper word when you're dealing with bacteria. Yeah. But they've cultured it, and it's alive, and they're keeping it alive, and they use the same one to have, like, consistency. Mm -hmm. You're worse than your cat. I know, sorry. The bottle cat. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like, I'm usually not a huge fan of Brett, but, I mean, the last beer we had from them was so well-balanced and I delicious know. that, like, it's worth a shot. Try yeah, it out. Yeah, so let's let's see uh, what, what Cherry Berry pours like. Boring. It is pouring. Oh, it's lighter than I thought. Oh, maybe not. Once you're putting a little in there. It's it's like a light red, as uh, you might expect. Uh, I'm going to finish my water in this glass, but why don't you tell me your initial thoughts? Well, it's a very pretty amber hue. It's a bit darker than I expected. Nice and, uh, yeah, dark. Like a dark amber color with some nice white foam. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe the vanilla is going to be on the back burner. Maybe that's just a, a guess, but um, it seems like something like this, the vanilla has to be kind of understated to make it a fruity, sour beer. Maybe. I, I mean, know. you definitely want it involved. Because, like, on the nose, there's no vanilla. No, it's, it's all it's straight up sour. Bread and berries. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you mentioned, I don't think you did, two things. The ABV on this, I believe it's 7.4. And do you know what it cost? Yeah, let me see. I wrote yep. it on the bottle. Uh, and you got this at Spikes? Yes. Cool. Available at Spikes Bottle Shop, this Almanac beer will run you about 10 bucks, and it does come in not the biggest bottle in the world. What is this? 375 uh, milliliters. 375. But, I mean, three, seven, uh, a 375 for 10 bucks of a barrel-aged sour, it's yeah. not terrible. Like, if you're into this style of beer, that's not breaking your bank account by any means. Yeah, it seems like this kind of beer is often, um, instead of making it a 7.4% barrel age, you get, like, a frambois. Yeah. And this is not that. This is a totally next step up, and uh, I think $10 is probably reasonable for this. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man, off the bat? It is not as sour as it smells. Okay. That's actually good because it smells tart. No, it's very juicy, which I was hoping for, but, you know, still kind of weary because of Almanac's history with just being overly just acidic. Just so sour, yeah. But this is is really nice. You get a lot of round berries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the roundness of the plump, it tastes like ripe berries. 
and there's a nice vanilla note in the middle and towards the end that really like ties it together. See, maybe this is you having your level one Cicerone qualification. I don't get any vanilla, um, and I wish I did, but I get a lot of like the cherry, blackberry kind of smell. I'm just going to tell our listeners, you're plugging your nose while you drink this and then letting it out. What are you getting? When you blow out your nose after taking a drink, it's all raspberries. Mm. But you get um, the, any of the sweetness is coming from the vanilla. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of what's right. taking the edge off of it is the mm. vanilla. It really like molds down the like the rough corners of like the raspberries and cherries that could get it to a point where it's too tart. Like the, yeah, the vanilla no, absolutely. bounces it. It gives it like any of like the the like squishiness that you will taste mm-hmm. in this beer that's coming from the vanilla. There is a lot of raspberry, huh? Kind of on that end. But it's not it's not it's not cloyingly biting or anything. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Raspberries take over. I would almost enjoy this beer more if it was just cherries and blackberries. Because mm-hmm. raspberries are just a little bit overused right now. They're very tart. And they're super tart. Yeah. Like honestly, this beer would have been fine without the raspberries, I think. You if think- you would have had like a cherry, blackberry, vanilla. You would have gotten like more sweetness, yeah, and probably would have got a little bit more of the vanilla, and it wouldn't have had that like just sharp tartness from. I, the although raspberry. I don't know, like you have the Brett action going on too, and I think that pairs well with the raspberry tartness. So I don't, I, you know, I I don't know. I think this is pretty well balanced. Um, it's, it's it's a little bit in between something that I think it should be. Like I think it was the last week. That um, we did a beer. I think it was the Interstellar Juggernauts from Old Republic. Yeah. And we both were like, I wish it would have gone one way or the other. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way about this. I wish it would have kind of committed more to being a little more tart or a little more sweet. Yeah. Sacrificing, I, I think the raspberry is the, sort of the, the hinge of this. I agree. It's yeah. the linchpin. Yeah, right. But I think I concur completely. It would have served this us better if it would have gone a bit more sweet, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, or sour for me. Either way. I, I would like this beer to be a bit more sweet and a bit more mellow. I should clarify, yeah. Like I wouldn't like this if it were more sour, but I think I would appreciate like its stance on what it is. Yeah. Like if it were more sour, you get a sour beer and sometimes it just like gets you right in the lymph nodes oh, and yeah. you start salivating and and I don't find those too drinkable. I'm good with like a five ounce pour, but after that I don't want them. Um but that said, if this would have sacrificed something, if it would have like maybe given up a little vanilla for more raspberry and gone the tart route, mm-hmm. I would appreciate that, but I wouldn't like it as much. I think this is very enjoyable. Um, let's, let's, you feel good to rate this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Stylistically, it's everything that you read on the label. Yeah. Uh, as far as sours go, like you said, I think it kind of, it's, it's like medium when it comes to sours. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's trying to be a sour, but I think they've, they've had so many complaints, like we've discussed about them just being too acidic and too sour. And undrinkable that they're like toning it back yeah, totally but i think like if you're gonna tone back the sourness you have to up the factor of of having it be a bit jammy mm-hmm. sure. so yep that is the only reason that i'm detracting from my score a little sure yeah just because I, yeah. I think it's so like in the middle of where it could be mm-hmm. um but stylistically it's it's good yeah it's definitely like mouth-watering like i've wanted to drink more every time i've stopped drinking it mm-hmm. And I will give them major props for not being too sour. Yeah, I feel like that's, I mean, you see a lot of sours in 375 milliliter bottles because I like nobody wants a 22 ounce really sour beer. It's just too much for most palates to handle. Yeah. Um, and so two I think stomachs. For sure. Yeah. So I think like a 375 of this splitting between two people is is pretty good. Yes, for sure. I wouldn't want more than what we are consuming. So, no, me neither. Uh, incorporate 
with the ratings that we are definitely saying, yeah, I wouldn't drink this by myself. Unless you're a huge sour enthusiast. True. Uh, which there are, I'm sure, plenty mm -hmm. of you out sure. there. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give this beer like a solid 6.7. Okay. 6.7 for you. That seems real close. I was going to go 7.1. Yeah. Um, like it's good, but it's not great. Yeah. I, I think it's 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 somewhere between good and great. It's it's closer to great than good. Um, but not something that um, I would probably drink again in the next few weeks. Yeah. Like, I've had it, and I'm going to let it sit, but that's that's enough. Yeah, if you're going to a share, and you want to bring something mm -hmm. super summery, or you know what I would do with this beer? I would incorporate it into, like, a cocktail, or, like, yeah. if you have, like, one of those new Glarus raspberry tarts, mm -hmm. and you, like, went 50-50 with this. Oh, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be so good. Yeah. I mean, this could be a fun beer to, like, mess around with and experiment, add, like, a quarter of the bottle to like a vodka club soda. Oh, interesting. That's sure. personally, that's what I would do. Yeah, I think so I'm going to I'm going to ride around like the 7.1 okay. area. That feels good to me. Yep. I would like to see a little bit more vanilla yeah, coming out of this. Me too. Like if you're going to if you're going to put vanilla in your description, I'd like it to be a little bit more creamy and a little bit more vanilla forward cuz there's plenty of sours even by Almanac that are that are very fruit forward, and I've had those for days. You know, it's messed up because you don't want this style to warm up, but I guarantee you that the vanilla would come out more when it warms up. That's probably true. But then also, you wouldn't want to drink it. Yeah. Because it's right. hot. Like, like yeah, I want to totally. drink this beer ice cold. And we're like at 85 degrees or 90 degrees in Chico today. Yeah. And about the same in your garage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're in, in I mean, the, studio, the Fresh Hop my Studios. Uh, yeah. So we're getting to that time of year where it's, it's getting warm out, and um, I don't do well in heat. It's not my thing. So this is good. This is refreshing, but I would love a little bit more vanilla. So I'm going to go 7-1, maybe 7-2. Let's say 7-1. Okay. 7-1 for Max, a 6-8 from Johnny. And that is Almanac's Cherry Berry Sour. And we're putting this beer to bed. Yeah. Why don't we get into what's got us hot and bothered this week? Um, yeah. I think for, for brevity's sake, we should go one of each. Like you do one and I do one. And I call dibs unbothered. Oh, I had a pretty. You had a bother too. Yeah, let's do two bothered. That's fine. We'll do two. Well, let's just we we've, we've both been doing one of each. That's true. I don't have a hot. I do have a bunch of hots, but I'm gonna just stick to a bothered because the my bothered really got to me. Okay. This week, uh, if you don't know the segment, it's when usually we pick a thing that's got us really happy and really not happy, uh, a la hot and bothered. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Because I'm gonna maybe vamp for a minute. Uh, sure. All right, what's got you bothered, my friend? <laughs> well, it might, I don't know. It's its kind of serious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, let me go first then, because mine is not serious, and I should probably let it go, but I will Maybe not. Maybe I should go first to make yours just, like, no. Sure. I mean, yeah, either way. <laughs> no, you go first, and then I'll go second. All right, well, we watched the movie Upgrade this week. Yeah. It's out in theaters now. Yep. And I saw it in Reno. Okay. And I went to, when I go in Reno, I usually go to the or the, the luxury theater with an IMAX screen. I don't usually see the IMAX, but the rest of the, the screens are usually pretty pretty well taken care of. They have nice seats, and, and there's an usher that's like, hey, everybody, just so you know, we really care about our viewing experience, and if you talk, you're going to get kicked out. I did not go to that theater. Okay. I went to a normal theater. And one row in front of me, about six seats to my right, were these two people. They were in like their 50s, I would guess. Okay. Are we talking a man and a woman? Yes, we are. Okay. Um, and they, for the entire movie, spoke at a normal speaking volume. No. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes it was in English, sometimes it was not. Uh, what was she the other was language? kind of like, she was like some type of Asian American gal, okay. but he looked like he not looked, he sounded kind of German. He was a white dude. And they were like melding languages. What? Um, 
So like, which is number one, they were speaking, not in a whisper, in a normal like, tone. Like you and me are speaking right now. It was probably more like, uh, like this is what's happening in the movie right now, but like, not like, it's like talking. Okay. Which I can forgive a loud whisper more than I can a quiet speaking voice. The loud whisper at least drops the hint that they're trying Correct. to be courteous. The second thing is they brought like a tray, like a lap tray, like, you know, mm-hmm. like two feet by one foot kind of thing mm-hmm. um, for their snacks. And they also had a a plastic garbage bag looking thing. Not a garbage bag, but like a like a grocery store bag. Sure. And um, I saw it with uh, our friend of the show, Kyle Williams, and we watched that movie. And he was like, no, they sell those at the theater. You can put your popcorn in them. And like every 30 minutes, this gal would like dump salt into her grocery bag full of popcorn and just, I wish I could have like a bag here. She was like, shake it, just shake the, and it was like, and I, I learned that I hated this about myself, that I don't say anything. And I know we've talked about this on the show. I was like, it's a perfectly reasonable thing to be like, excuse me, you're being very distracting. Could you keep it down? And I did not say anything. Oh no, you didn't? And I hate that about me. Uh, at one I hate point, that about you too. At one point I was like, shh, 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 to them. And they didn't hear me, uh, which is a whole nother thing, but- it, it ruined my movie viewing experience uh, of a movie that otherwise caught me pretty off guard uh, that I enjoyed. I thought I was I thought it was gonna be like a pretty meh movie, yeah. but I actually enjoyed this movie, and it ruined a little bit my viewing experience. And I hate those people. My one silver lining is that when we left the theater, Kyle and I we went to the the restroom, and there was a urinal in between us, and that guy came in between the urinal, um, and Kyle and I were both on the same page because we were both very annoyed. And I had like a soda cup full of ice and he had something else. And we just started shaking it, like making noise. He never got the joke, the guy in the middle. But it felt good to be like, hey, this is what you were doing the entire time. See, you garbage human. What you should have done. Yeah. Killed him. Besides killed him and then peed <laughs> on his body. Sure, yeah. What, what I would have done has been like, hey, Kyle, how about that guy that was just talking the whole oh movie? God. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, we should have done it's, that. Because then it's an, an anonymous. Mm-hmm. You have yep. the anonymity because yep. he was in front of you. And again, like I don't want to live in a world where I think that people are doing it on purpose. I know they're just old and it's like a Tuesday and they're going out for their one date night a week and they probably have a life. Got to bleep that. Remind me. Nope. Not going to. Um, but like still... Too bad. You don't get to do that. No. You don't get to ruin other people's. No. There were like nine people in the screening, but I'm, I'm still like, I paid for this. Yeah. Just shut your mouth. Well, that's the narcissism of our society yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, you, what you got going on is just so much more important than everyone around you. Yeah. Did I tell you I had to shush someone super hard at the last comedy show I went to? No. Oh, yeah. You told me you shushed somebody at a movie recently. I but... did. I shushed somebody at a movie. Yeah, and it was not the comedy It was glorious. Show. Sure. Because yeah. they shut up yeah and i was like good you you got it like seriously did you shut up the best it was in um the one with john krasinski the new yeah sci-fi horror Uh, it's not called this quiet place quiet place sure yeah i had to shoot somebody in that and they made a huge effort to be quiet the whole rest of the time good they made a little noise but they were still quiet not all heroes wear capes exactly um because yeah that was a full-on just yeah dude you like it's it's literally called it wasn't that movie was it it was but it wasn't a shush they were talking, but that movie's so quiet. Mm-hmm. Even if they're like, it was more than a loud whisper. It was like, a, I know it was so funny, right? Like, oh my uh, God. And I was like, we can all hear you. You're yeah, well, ruining this. Well, that's one of those movies where like we. we no, that's bo- what I said. Yeah, but you and I both talked like we stopped eating snacks during yeah, the quiet part. I had to put like, the People are trying down. to watch the movie, so don't eat when it's. 
Just be aware yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah, and people, you can tell immediately in situations like that who takes their viewing experience seriously yeah, and sure. who's there just to screw off. Yeah. Uh, no, we were at a comedy show. It was my one of my best friend's wife's birthday, and she's he surprised her with tickets to a comedy show out at Calusa Casino. We went to see Brian Callen. And uh, there was like four dudes, like four or five dudes behind us. They, and I'm going to preface this by saying they were all very large farm boy looking dudes, mm-hmm. uh, large of stature. They were all bigger than me. And um, they were just way too drunk to be in there. That sucks. And they were like recording jokes and then playing them back oh, to themselves. Wait, like recording jokes from the film? No. Or like from, from, the, from the, yeah, the, you know. From the, the stand up. They're like recording the comedian with their phone and then playing it back in their little group behind us while while he's still talking. It's the worst. I had a little bit of of, uh, a whiskey confidence. Great. And I I stood up and turned around and said, guys, I paid for this ticket to hear him talk, not you. Not trying to be an asshole, but you're ruining this for our whole group. Like, you can either stop or I can have security make you stop. Like, yeah. You said all that? Yeah. Nice, dude. And they got super embarrassed because they were like... Because they're being loud. Yeah. And it's like disrespectful to everyone. And there was a security guard like three feet away. And I could have been like, hey, they're recording the show. Yeah. So it's hard, but like it was easier in that situation because like my buddy was there. Security was there. Like it was an environment where like I wasn't really worried about the confrontation. Sure. Because if it would have happened, it would have been very brief. But mm-hmm. it still, like, it got me going. Like, yeah. I was, like, a little, like, oh, it's just, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But also, like, we have our women here. It's someone's birthday. You're just, it's just so rude, man. Do you feel like you're more sensitive to that because of the amount of movies you and I go see? Um, No. Uh. I think it's a, a personality thing, honestly, because I can let a lot of it go. Um, I'm more sensitive to it when I'm with someone and I know it's bothering them. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Oh, it's one of Shalina's biggest pet peeves. My wife, when we go to the movies is like, if people are talking around her, she'll just get super internally furious and I know it's ruining her experience. And I told, and she was like, not going to the movies with me for a while. And I was like, why haven't you been going to the movies? She's like, well, that one time those kids behind us were making noise. During Love, Simon. Yeah, no, yeah. not that well, time. Was, it was a different time. Something. Yeah, it was a different time. Okay. And she's like, and I didn't say anything and I wanted to. And I'm like, you should have said something. Because I could sense that she wasn't having a good time. But like, I can kind of tune stuff out behind me. But I mean, they were like trying to whisper, but like they were being a little loud. Yeah. Situation where a shush would have been perfect. Uh, it affects me more when I know other people are being bothered. But yeah. if it's like super egregious, I will definitely become irate and sure. say some stuff yeah so that's a perfectly valid bothered do you have a hot or no i have a bothered and then i have a hot you have another bothered yeah because that was just uh a rant on just your bothered. Mine. yeah <laughs> Shit, okay. yeah sorry i thought that was yours okay <laughs> no no and i'm gonna get a little bit serious just for like a second sure uh, i woke up this morning to some pretty sad news that anthony bourdain had yes. passed away sure and apparent suicide mm-hmm. which is an even bigger bummer but I'd been a huge fan of his since I was really young, and his show kind of got me interested in travel. And it was a ritual of mine every time I visit a new major city to go back and find an episode of a show that he had done in that city and try to go to one place that he went to. Oh, cool. And it was kind of like my thing, and it always 
kind of I felt like connected with him and just was a big fan of his. So it was a, a real big bummer this morning to hear yeah, that news. That sucks. So yeah, man, mental health is a real thing. Yeah. And not to bring the show completely down and dark, but sure. Talk to somebody. Yeah. And so, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Somebody else committed suicide this week. Uh, uh, with, Kate Spade. A, yeah. Yeah. The, the famous designer. With a red scarf is what I read. Yeah. She hung herself with that. Yeah. That's what I read. Which I didn't is, read that. I just know that yeah. she had hung herself. It's very tragic, but what a statement. But yeah, they, I mean, that's right? like, ugh. Yeah. Heavy. It is heavy. And yeah, this is a, a jovial podcast, so we won't dwell on this too much. Yeah. But, you know. If any of our listeners ever have any issues like that, I just call me. You can write us. Yeah. Call, just call me, dude. Like, yeah. I've had experiences in my life where someone's called me and they were in a situation like that. And yeah. Luckily, I still have them. So, friends yeah. work, man. Yeah. And if you haven't heard from any of your friends, some of your friends, and you know they're in a bad place, call them, them up. Call them and check on them. Or if you want to, you know, get at us, you can you can tweet us. Yeah. You can Instagram or Facebook as a fresh off cinema. <laughs> Terrible person. I know, but I get it, you know, that is the way to get a hold of us technically. So it is. And if you're if you're near and dear and you got our numbers, hit us up. Absolutely. Okay, what's got you hot, man? So it's gonna be a good thing. Yes. Enough about that dark Ish. stuff. What's got me hot is one of the most engaging documentaries that I have watched in my life. More than Wild Wild Country. More than Wild Wild or is Country. Is it just Wild Country? I think it's just wild. I don't. I don't know. I think it might have been two wilds. Yeah, like wild, wild west. Yeah. So there's this this video that came out, and it's a documentary on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's called "Where Dreams Go to Die." Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Trust sure. me. Yeah. Okay. And it is a documentary about one man's quest to complete the Barclays Marathon. What's that? The Barclays Marathon is one of the most secretive running events. It's like an ultra marathon, but mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Like roughly a hundred and between a hundred and hundred and thirty miles over sixty hours. Ugh. Yeah. And, Ugh. and um they change the course every year. It's in this one uh national park outside of Nashville. I think it's called Frozen Head State Park. Okay. And this old guy started it. And this whole documentary follows this one dude from Canada actually trying to run the race twice. Within the time that the other people run it once? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Like over okay. two years. Like he does it one year and then he, it's following him over two separate years of trying to accomplish this race. Gotcha. Uh, and it is a like 60 hours straight. Mm-hmm. I think he slept for 30 minutes Ugh. in like 90 hours. Yep. You know, it was mm-hmm. insane. Uh, and it was just kind of this this glimpse into human potential and what humans can do with their bodies if like properly motivated and it was the way they do this race it's like a scavenger hunt in the woods and it's mostly off trail Mm -hmm. so you have like a map and a compass and you have to run like in the middle of the night in the fog through a forest with no trails and he's taped like 13 books out in these woods he's taped them to trees and put them in places and you get your bib number, which is like the little piece of paper that goes yeah, on your right, chest. Right. If you don't know, when, when you run a marathon, you get the little piece of paper that goes on your chest with a number. And whatever number you're given, you have to go rip that page out of the book. And you have to do that 13 times and then loop back around and get to the base camp. Yeah. And you have to do that five times that in sucks. 60 hours. And Ugh. they said like the elevation climb during this race would be the equivalent of going up and down Mount Everest twice. Ugh. It was too much. Dude, you got to watch it. Like yeah. I I clicked on it off of a Reddit link. I'm like this sounds cool. Like I like the name. Like what is this? Sure, sure. 
Uh, and I, dude, I ended up getting sucked in. It's like an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, but dude, okay. one of the coolest documentaries about just human determination and like sheer force of will. Sure. Just like watching someone try and run that much after not sleeping for two days. And yeah. like, it was one of the most impressive and fascinating things I've ever seen. I mean, that's, yeah, that's nuts, man. I, that doesn't sound pleasurable to me but Dude, no but seeing somebody do that yeah has uh, got to be nuts i think that was an added element of fascination for me it's like i would never want to do this and you don't get there's no cash prize there's right, just, you just there's do just it. there's just finishing it and in i think it's been going for like 10 or 15 years or something wow and i think 14 people have finished it 14 and they let 40 people in every year to try it damn dude that's i mean that's not it's not good numbers. Oh no, like, man, it was, ugh. and it can snow. It, it'll rain. Sometimes they get fog so bad you can't see a foot in front of your face. You said this is where? Uh, it is roughly fro- uh, outside of Nashville in Tennessee. The Frozen Head State Park is where they have their base camp. Man, that's and nuts. It goes into like the woods outside of that. So that grabbed my attention so hard, and I've watched it twice. Because I watched it, and then Shalina watched it. Because she, I like played like five minutes, and she's like, yeah. "Well, I have to watch it." Uh, it it's inspiring and thought provoking and compelling. It's like everything you want in a documentary. So right? Where did you say you watch this? YouTube, 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 man. Uh, where dreams go to die. Right. It's also available on Amazon Video. Uh, the full title, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is "The Barkley Marathons: The Race That Eats Its Young." That's a different uh, documentary. Damn it! That predates this one by like a year or two. Oh, really? Yeah. When did this come out? A th- week ago. Oh, like brand new. Okay. Yeah. Forget what I said. That was a 2014 documentary, I guess. Yeah. All right, well. But that one also is really good, and that one is a more all-encompassing look at this race and everything that goes into it. Right. This one is more of following one dude on his personal quest. Ooh, okay, gotcha. So, I mean, I would say watch them both because I really want to watch The Race That Eats It's Young. Right. Just because, what? Right, like, are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) That's the name? But Where Dreams Go to Die is such an apt title because, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the first lap they did, they did it in, like, eight hours. Yeah. And... People were just coming back after like 36 because they got lost in the woods. Sure. Yeah. Just crazy, dude. Well, here's the thing, man. That sounds like a regular human could not do that. Yeah. But an upgraded human maybe could. You still have to do a hot before you get segwayed. I I can't. You can't? No, I can't. I'm going to leave it negative. I'm going to hate those people. I'm going to stay negative this week. You, You hate those people. I hate suicide. And we both love marathons sure in a way you have to watch that documentary yeah i will uh yeah if i was upgraded i totally could have done that right what are we talking about is the transition to our movie uh, of the week called upgrade we're going to get to that right after this break uh as a reminder if you've never heard the show we're not going to spoil it so if you haven't seen it yet you're fine don't worry about it but stay tuned because we are going to talk the f about it forget about it we'll be right back dudes and dudettes we have a brand new sponsor to the show that's right folks secret trail brewing they are located here in Chico, California at 132 Myers Street, Suite 120. And they have got a super rad thing going on every single Monday. They're going to release some crazy one-off beers, and they want us to tell you about it. So this coming Monday, from 3 to 9 p.m., they are releasing two very unique renditions of their Baltic Porter Lights Out. They are doing a creme de cacao and a tiramisu version of this beer that they made for the Paradise Chocolate Festival. So go check them out, dude. 
Secret Trail Brewing Company, 132 Meyer Street, Chico, California. They are making great beer. We are back. We are, and I just poured beer salt in my, uh, my what, old, you, what would you call this, like a spacing beer? A uh, halfway between beer? It's our sipper. Yeah, our sipper beer. Yeah. Uh, in a way, you might even say that I upgraded it. I think would you not? As the pun lord resident, there's no way you could not have upgraded it. The plord. Pun lord. Plord. 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 Um, let's talk about upgrade, dude. Let's do it. Who is in it? How much money is it made? Blah, blah, blah. Give me the deets, dog. What's crazy is I happen to know all of those ideas. Just from memory, facts. right? Yeah, no, it's all in my brain. Yeah. I've been upgraded as well. Yeah. Uh, no, Upgrade is a movie that came out on June 1st, which for us is, if my watch is true, what, six days ago? Is today the 7th? Or am I... Today is the 8th. The 8th. Okay. One week ago. It's an hour and a half long. It's a thriller slash sci-fi film that is rated R for very intense violence at times. There was some really good violence in this movie. Yes. It's kind of flown under the radar. So far, it's only made almost $7 million, which is not uh, not too much. Yeah, no, it's it's movie. definitely one that, like, you had mentioned it before that kind of flown under your radar. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of this. I had barely heard of it, but it was really the only viable option. Yeah, it was directed by this dude, written and directed, actually, by this guy named Lee Unless it's a girl. Here we go. Lee Wanell. I'm pretty sure it's a fella. Are, are you being super sexist? Why just, are you just assuming? Yeah, well, it just seems like a very, like, like oh, I'm a man. Let's kill stuff. I don't know. I could be very wrong. It might be a might be a lady. I'm going to find out real quick because... Uh, yeah, we don't just assume. You know, we don't. Women can write films, too. It's a man. Great. Okay. <laughs> Lee Wanell wrote and directed this film. These are things we should find out before. I know. And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I should have looked this oh, up. It's all right. Anyways, this film is... Uh, main actor is named Logan Marshall Green, who is an actor that looks somewhere between Tom Hardy and the guy that plays Christian Grey in the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I Yes there? on Tom Hardy. Don't oh. know about the other thing. Okay, sure. Uh, he plays a character named Grey Trace, and the IMDb synopsis of this film, which I feel is pretty accurate, says... Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Yeah. Leaves it vague. Um, I do think if you've seen a trailer, you might know more details than that. Yeah. Um, and I'm mostly comfortable getting into that and not calling it a spoiler. Sure. But before we do, your thoughts on this movie, Johnny Summers. Overall, this movie surprised me quite a bit. I really, really liked it. Like, the first act had me kind of shook. I was like, what are they trying to be here? What are they trying to do? Because a lot of the the writing, we were talking about it off, off mm -hmm. the record, yep. but a lot of the writing was, um, like, almost on purpose cheesy, like, almost a little tongue-in-cheeky. And once you kind of give in to that and realize it's kind of a parody of itself almost, and like all the movies that have come before that are similar to this, uh, you can really just relax and enjoy this movie. And I'm a huge fan of just sitting back and not overthinking movies and just letting them come at me. Sure. And this movie delivers on the entertainment value, like for sure. This yeah. movie was really really entertaining um some surprisingly good writing like the plot and story over the whole course yeah. of this movie was surprisingly like enjoyable yeah man it was it was good there's something i'm thinking of there's a there's a podcast out there called a very fatal murder okay it was produced by the onion okay um and if you have not heard that podcast go check it out Johnny, definitely listen to that. It's it, it reminded me a lot of the plot of this movie. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to go into that more than that, but... Shout um, out. Yeah. 
This movie has done really well, critically, I think. It's got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and a 65% on Metacritic. But I think what I really enjoyed about this movie is the, the tone that it's set. And it's a very over-the-top, written and acted movie. Yep. Like, there's definitely scenes where you can basically predict what the character is going to say because of knowing this kind of movie. Yes. Like, it's been done before. Have you seen RoboCop? Right. Like, that yeah. sort of thing. Like, um, But I do think there are some new ideas. It's some combination of, like, Black Mirror and uh, John Wick. Yeah. Seems right to me. Black Mirror, John Wick meets, like, The Crow. I've never seen The Crow. You said that before, but I've never seen that. Well, The Crow is a very similar... Plot in the there was no upgrading, but mm-hmm. he had his girlfriend like something happened and he had to like he got murdered and okay. then he basically came back with almost supernatural because he was like a ghost, right? More than like an actual scientific upgrade. That and he was like a guitar player in a goth rock band. Sure. So, I mean, there was a lot of differences. This was way more sci fi than like goth horror, uh, but there were plot kind of similarities. Sure, yeah, no, I got you. You got that? I got you. All right. Yeah, overall, um, though, honestly, like, overall thoughts, I was, like, really impressed. Yeah. No, I was, too. Like, I, I when when you suggested, because we were kind of in between. It's Tom Hardy. It's Tom Hardy, it's right? Tom Hardy. He looks very similar. He's related to Tom Hardy. Or what's that dude that played uh, King Arthur in, in that one film? Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, right. He looks kind of like that. Like, Not at all. Oh, really? Not at all. Because that guy looks like Tom Hardy to me. Not at all. Well, I don't Sir. know, man. I think most people no, disagree. I've with had you. a pretty significant crush on Charlie Hunnam for like the last seven years. Seven years? Has he? Oh, in Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy sure. and on. Yeah. Like, pull up a headshot of, of Charlie Hunnam. Okay. He does not look like that dude. Well, like, uh, like Charlie Hunnam looks a little bit like uh, Tom Hardy. No way. His lips are not nearly as full. Come on, dude. He's like a white dude with a very white kind of beard. He looks a little bit like Tom No, Hardy. he does not. Yeah, I mean, not like when you think about it, but at first, <laughs> like if he's got a beard and you put both of those guys in the film or the show Vikings, like you're like, they might be the same. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm tripping out, but mm, I, I don't know. If I, you have thoughts on Charlie Hunnam and Tom Hardy, tweet us. Yeah, let us know what you think. Whatever. You Would know. you rather? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. He looks, I don't know, kind of. I me. mean, there's me. a vague, sim- not, not really though. I just don't see it, man. You know, he kind of looks like, uh, uh, what's that country singer's name, who's also an actor? Who's also an actor? Oh, uh, Keith Urban? No, his name's um, Garrett Hedlund. I don't, I'm not familiar okay, with Garrett Hedlund. Okay, hang on a minute. Get, I'm just going to, we're wasting everybody's time, but it's- No, we're not. This is what podcasts are. Garrett Hedlund is this fella. Have you ever listened to a podcast? Do you see that at all? A little bit. Definitely. A little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of? No, go to that picture. Yep. Like, I mean, those are very similar. Pretty similar. Uh, Hunnam's a bit more rugged. Like, sure. he spent more time sure. in the sun. Yeah. Although, I mean, they're very close, man. It's very close. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I mean. Yeah, for me, Charlie Hunnam's in a, a category all of his own. All right, fair Because he's also, like, kind of a little dude. Is he? Yeah, he's not that big. Like, he looks cut up, but, like, he's... Not a, a large dude. That's a terrible picture yeah, of your look boy. Good there, does he? Your boy Garrett Headland's got the massive dad bod. Dad bod. Yeah. The Which point is, I'm a purveyor of dad bod well, sure. myself. How could, how so. could we not be? We, yeah. we make podcasts and drink beer, dude. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is, Garrett Headland and Charlie Hunnam are not this person. No. The person in this film 
is not those guys. This guy's name is Logan Marshall Green. Let's pull up some more pictures of Logan Marshall Green. All right, sure. While we're yeah, talking about yeah, him, sure, why not? I liked his performance in this movie. I did too, and I, I I really like how over the top it was, and I think it was definitely by design. Like this is a, a movie that is like it knows what it is, yep, and it's like let's just go to eleven. Let's just make this happen. This movie goes to eleven. Up. Yeah, it's 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 good, man. Have you ever seen Spinal Tap? We talked about this. No, I still haven't seen Spinal Tap. We need to watch that. Sure. Yeah. Deal. Also, how. Oh, is out of nowhere oh wow there's actually comparison dude yeah, yeah dude logan marshall green looks more like tom hardy than tom hardy yeah he i mean they're very they're very similar you, you pulled that up i didn't know which that, one was which sorry, is that tom hardy or is it not i can't we're looking at like side by sides and this is downright I, disturbing i think that's Tom Hardy's on the left. Sure. I guess if, if one is one. I only know because that's Tom Hardy from Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah, definitely. Dude, that's creepy. That's Tom Hardy. That's Tom Hardy. Right? No, that's Logan Marshall Green. What the yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. All so, right. So if there are a short list of people yeah. that you'd be very honored to look exactly like. No, these aren't my guys. I'm just no. saying there's worse doppelgangers ha well, to have definitely, than Tom Hardy. I don't look like any I don't look anything like these guys. I wasn't talking about you. Oh, okay. Like if there, like, there's a short list of people that would be amazing doppelgangers to have. Sure. You know, you're like Charlie Hunnam, Tom Hardy, David Beckham. Like, there's just like universally handsome dudes out there. Totally. Max Minardi. For for a minute, I used to get Ryan Gosling a bunch. Yeah. Um, it's actually when I was very more clean shaven. You've showed me pictures from when you were younger, and I could kind of see it. Oh yeah, yeah? I didn't mean like Ryan Gosling, Mickey Mouse Club, but. No, when you were younger, because he still looks like 18. That's true. He does not. And uh, you look age. like your age. Yeah. I don't know. I was fine with that. That's definitely not what I was trying to get at. Not, <laughs> not that at all. No. More uh, like uh, like five, like know. the glasses right there. Like 5 o'clock shadow Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I could, I could get down with that. Like, I could definitely see that. Ryan, I don't know if you're listening, but I have a better... Well, he's got a good hairline, man. I don't know. You know, he's maybe I don't hair have on him. He's got a straighter nose than I do. I don't... It's not good. I prefer a more rugged nose, sir. Uh, yeah, I think mine's been broken a couple times. Uh, <laughs> That's too funny if I stick on my tongue. I'm going to go ahead and say it on record, and I don't care who hears it. I think you're more handsome than Ryan Gosling. Yes, let's go. I'm going to say that once, but it's recorded, so. Yeah, it's it's good for forever. Yeah. Um, Let's, uh, I don't know, where let's... are we at with this movie? Because <laughs> we're just looking at Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake right now. That's so great. Have you seen the uh, the meme of of uh, Justin Timberlake's hair? No. Okay, just type in Justin Timberlake. Sure. Good. Why not? Uh, hair eating. Timberlake's hair eating. And then pull up images. It's the the left most left image. The it, most. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Right, right. This guy. Nope. Oh, that's the, right. Well, the same idea. Oh, the most no, left. No. Sorry, buddy. Yep, I got it. God. I got it. I got it. Go back. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh boy! Wait for it. He's like now. Make it big down here. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh no. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it looks oh, like to, it looks like top ramen. He's it's eating not his good. own hair. Yeah, it's not good. At we all. uh we should like make notes to tweet out all these things on Monday when this episode drops. Again, if you want to take that responsibility, I respect you for that. You should totally do it. I will. Cause I'm all about it. I will. Give me a pen. I'm gonna lubito toe that, as this website says. <laughs> It's not English. Our Udo Stepanij. All right. Where so. are we on the internet? This is a weird... It's called staircat.com. Don't go there. <laughs> or go there. Thanks, internet. 
So Timberlake meme. Uh, I'm gonna tweet the documentary. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, uh, please verify this because we've been, I think, drinking more than usual. Probably. Sure. So this movie. What else am I going to tweet? I don't know. I have no idea. But this movie's great. All right. I right? feel like we talked about another movie. We talked about out. two or three things. Like another movie coming out that we should share, uh, like a trailer to. Yep. Nothing. All right. I don't know. So far, I'm going to tweet that meme, and I'm going to tweet the uh, the link to that documentary that yes. was in my hot. Yes. But for now, we should probably talk about this movie. Yeah. Let's, well, let's go out of ten, man. No. Let's talk about your favorite part. No, because we got we can get because my favorite part's going to be spoilery, and with the timeline that we're on tonight, that's fair. we need to get to the danger zone. ASAP. All right. So let's go out of 10 for Upgrade, a very violent yet knows what it is kind of funny movie. Nine. I know it's yeah. a bold, bold, no, no, that bold feels, rating. That feels good, man. I Dude, this movie surprised the crap out of me. Like, it yep. really did. Like, I walked in by myself and, like, for sure the first act, I was super skeptical hippo-wise. I was like, this movie's going to be garbage. And then I really just let the movie come at me and... It has a really strong second and third act. Like, really strong. I would highly recommend watching it. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to enjoy talking about it in the Danger Zone. Sure. Because a lot of this movie is super spoilery. But Yep. And it also kind of reminded me of The Matrix a little bit, too. A little bit, yep. So it had, n like, notes of the Wachowski Brothers style of, like, fighting and the way it was shot a little just reminded me of that. But Yeah. We, we haven't talked about that at all, but, like, the the... Uh, like especially that like harness well, looking you, at you first person kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we can't talk about a lot of that because a lot of the fighting happened after a thing. Sure. That is super spoiler. But but even like the camera approach to being like in the action with yeah. with our main characters is, is was kind of um, I don't want to say nauseating. It wasn't that strong, but it was very like oh okay you're in this Just trying to it's it's almost like a first person view except like you get all of the. The movement yeah. that you would, except you're not looking through their eyes, you're looking at them. Yeah. And it was very interesting. I yeah. thought I thought it was nice. It was different. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of surprising. Totally. Right. It definitely it makes you pay attention. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna say like an eight point five. Okay. This movie is great for what it is. I think it's better than most movies that try to be very serious. Um, and granted, this movie does have a lot of serious parts. I wouldn't call it a serious movie. No. Right? No. I think I only give it a higher rating than you because I'm just a super big fan of like this genre. Totally. Like sci-fi horror. Like way up my alley. You throw horror in there? Uh, not horror. Like violent. I like, feel like sci-fi thriller sci is probably thriller, good. Sci-fi thriller, violent yeah. sci-fi thriller would be more accurate. Yeah, I mean, and there's moments of very intense violence in this. Like, like a, yeah, like that, that come out of nowhere, like points where I was in the theater, was like, oh, but, I didn't say it out loud because I'm not a piece of garbage. And we'll go way but, more know. into it in the danger zone. But the sprinkling in of random acts of intense violence make it so much more impactful yeah. than if the movie's just violence-ridden. Yep. If you have, like, one or two or even three scenes in a movie that are just, like, shocking, it actually achieves the shock value. Agreed. So I appreciate this movie for that as well. So you're saying nine flat? Yep, nine flat. I'm going to say 8.5. Nine for me, 8.5 for Max. That's our ratings. Let's uh, let's get to the danger zone and uh, review our our second beer. Sounds good. Here we go, Johnny. I know for a fact that a lot of our listeners are like Johnny Max. Where do you get all these good beers? And I'm here to tell you guys. Asking that, it's Spike's Bottle Shop right here in Chico. They have the best selection in Chico, in California, probably in America, maybe the world. And they are located at 1270 
East First Avenue. But Johnny, it's better than that because they have a special deal worked out with the listeners of our podcast. What is that? That's 10% off every single purchase yep. of beer or wine or liquor with promo code FHC. That's right. You just grab whatever you need to make your taste buds happy. You put it on the counter. You say, I want 10% off because I have the promo code FHC because I listen to the best podcast in the world. Then you save money. You go home. You get drunk. You listen to us. Everyone's happy. The world's a better place. Children are fed in places where they don't have food. Max is happy. I don't know. That's exactly yeah. right. It's Spike's Bottle Shop here in Chico, 1270 East First Avenue. I ran out of metaphors. Get there. You get 10% off by using FHC and drink with us. It's a really good time. Spike's Bottle Shop. Hey, welcome to the Danger Zone. I'm uh, dangerous. Where Johnny and I are always going back and forth. It's like... We know we're an explicit podcast, but in my brain, like people who are part of my family or don't like swearing like to listen because swear words like poison to their ears. So I think where we're at now is that we're going to bleep the F word early on in the show. That's fuck. And if Johnny says it in the danger zone, we do not bleep it. So here's where we are. We're, we're cracking into our second and final beer. It's a porter by Heretic. It's called Chocolate Hazelnut Porter or CHP as they call it on their website. And as he's pouring these, I'm going to read what they have. Man, this Walmart knife does not hold up to opening bottles. No, oh, no shit. way. Um, right. Here's what Heretic says on their website. Chocolate hazelnut porter is a rich, full-flavored, robust porter bursting with luscious guitard cocoa and hazelnut. What did you just say? Guitard. I think, I don't know, G-U-I-T-T-A-R-D? Guitard? Guitard? I don't know. Okay. Still make it sound like guitar. Let's let's add them on Twitter because yeah. I that's maybe French guitar. I don't know. Uh, notes of coffee and caramel round out this delicious treat. Beer lovers declare our chocolate hazelnut porter is a dessert in a glass, but it has a nice semi-dry finish that keeps it easy drinking and not too heavy to drink by the pint. It's seven percent IBUs come in at thirty-three, and it's available year-round from them. Beautiful. And just a quick dropping of the knowledges. The guitar. Chocolate Company is an American-based chocolate maker uh, that produce Covetur. What? C-O-U-V-E-R-T-U-R-E. Covet oh, sure. Covetur. Yeah. Yeah. I did pretty damn That's what good. I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. What's up? Heyo. Uh, <laughs> produce a Covetur chocolate using original formulas and traditional French methods. Uh, they are headquartered in French. Burlingame, California. Oh, yeah? Yeah, local boys. Yeah, yeah, we, uh... That's right. That's what they say. Heretic's out in Fairfield, so it's a very local company for them to be using, which is pretty cool, keeping sure. it all in the Bay Area every year. So while we were on a break, you were saying you got this because... Oh, yeah, we were drinking uh, the Drake's... Robusto. Black Robusto. Robusto. Porter last week. And we were discussing some of our favorite porters and how it was kind of hard to think of some. And I had mentioned this one, and I remember you saying you had never had it. Yep. And I figured it'd be kind of fun. Like, I like delving into two styles that we don't normally enjoy or that we don't know enough about. We don't have enough experience trying a bunch of different ones. So... He just put this beer. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Speak now, son. You're a child. Speak. You just dipped your nose in this beer. Mm-mm. Hey, nope. just so you know, you leave your beer around, Max Minardi going to wet his beak. I'm going to dip my beak in it. going to wet his beak. Oh, you know, what can I say? Except he, you're welcome. He needs a little bit of that taste. So wait, how much was this? So that was $7.99. Yes, it was. At Spike's Bottle Shop. 
I have remembered to write the dollar amounts on every single bottle every time I buy it. Yeah, and I mean that's like a pretty. I mean, it's a twenty-two ounce bottle. Yeah, pretty solid price. For it's a that great much beer. price, and yeah, this beer is universally known as Nutella in a glass. Well, we'll see. I'm gonna try it right now as yeah. somebody who is not indoctrinated into the blind sheepleness do of you, what you're doing. But do you like Nutella? I mean, I like it fine. Like, are you familiar with the? F- I'm familiar. Okay, with it, yeah. You know I, what Nutella is supposed to be. You know, how, like, like when you go to a restaurant, they're like, "You can have pancakes, or you can have pancakes with Nutella." I'd be like, "No, I'll just take pancakes." Some people are like, "No, no, no, I'll take Nutella with a pancake." Yeah. No. What but, restaurants do you go to that have Nutella pancakes? That's the thing. You can have like Nutella. Uh, you know, there's places that do that. Um, I'm sure. I'm just curious. I've never. I'm pretty sure Crepeville does that. I would guess. Uh, Nutella is a thing that you can add often to, you know. Crepes or pancakes or uh, waffles, mostly like, mostly bready kind of breakfast dishes. But yeah, yes, it's good on toast. Yes, really good. That on sort toast. of thing. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I don't know. What do you think of this, man? You I, obviously love it. I, I'm a fan of this beer. You know, it it's a porter, so it's going to be more akin to a brown ale. It's not girthy. It doesn't have that thickness that you want out of a stout. But once you accept it for what it is and really just absorb that flavor profile. I mean, this beer is, it's nutty, it's chocolatey, it's smooth, it's got a little caramel and like a little like black coffee finish just from the roasted malts, but it's not an overbearing bitterness. It really balances well. Like this is one of the more well-rounded porters that I've ever had. That's why I got it and I figured we should dip into it a little bit. Um, A lot of people do coffee porters, which are good, but it just tastes like thin, weak black coffee, so... I like porters that are not coffee porters, except there's a couple I like. Maybe I'll bring one of those next week. But this beer, I love it. I do. It was one of my personal favorites in this style, and I wanted to see what young Maxwell thought of it. I think it's an 8.5. Whoa! This is very good. Coming fucking hot. It's a little sweet. Yeah? But I don't think it's in a bad way. Like, I don't. again, I don't love it. Like, somebody's like, you want pancakes with Nutella? I'll be like, no, just pancakes with syrup. That's yeah. fine. Um, but this is really good. Like, if you gave me pancakes, I'd be like, do you guys have this beer on tap by chance? The chocolate hazelnut porter from Heretic? Right. And I'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, give me a pitcher because mm-hmm. I'm going to dip my pancakes in it. Oh, if This you, is really good. Have you ever put peanut butter on pancakes? No, but I put peanut butter on waffles, okay. uh, which is close. The same same, yeah, idea. same idea. Now, imagine that, like, dipped in this. Totally. Yeah. Uh, no, this is really good. Um, I worry that this might be a little bit too much for one person, a 22-ounce, but... But maybe if you're in the mood and it's not so hot out, like yeah, this maybe is, in the winter time this would be tight. And it's super desserty. It is. And to be fair, neither of us have had dinner, so it's really yeah. uh, a major faux pas that we're even having this before yeah, dinner. Sure. So I mean, forgive us for that, please. But that fact aside, you know, it is definitely it's thick. Like it's not thick in like body, but it's thick in like this is. Probably it's like, a, here's the flavors. Yeah. Boom. Just like, you're going to have all of them. Like, this would be tough to drink a whole 22 of. Yeah. But I mean, if you're committed to that, I and mean, like, that's what you're, if you're doing, because like, we had a sour and we had some, some wheat beers. Like, yeah. If you're going dark beers well, and weather providing, I think this would be nice. Well, and it depends on the mood. Like, I've yep. definitely been in moods where I'm like, a bomber of this. I've drank a bomber of this. You know, it really just depends. If you're thirsty for like a super sweet, delicious, like, beer. It's gonna scratch that itch. Yeah, man. No, it's it's good. Um, I can't believe I haven't had it. Like last week, we were talking about favorite porters, and I mentioned the Shallow Grave by Heretic. Yeah, and this is better than that. Yeah, this is great. 
for sure. Compared, especially to that. Yeah, but this it's is very good. This is the best beer they make. Oh yeah, yeah. I what else do they make? Beers that are worse than this. Sure. <laughs> At Heretic Brewing Company on Twitter. Yeah, That's right. I mean, are they like? I can't. Have, do they do IPAs in this area that we get, or not so much? Because I, I don't think I've ever. Oh, uh, you seen know one. what? Didn't they just do the Make America Juicy again? No, was that's that track, Heretic? Or was that Track Seven? <laughs> hey, we got the Googles. Let me Google it. Yeah, sure. Well, you're on their website. Scroll up. Sure. Let's well, that's if... gonna take a minute, but okay, I will. I gotta zoom out for a minute. Here we so go. So they've done some fruit ales. They've done some different things. Uh, if there's, you can get to like the year rounds. That that was Heretic. Year. Make America Juicy again. So that beer was delicious. But Make... I think this is better than that. Yes. Yeah. In my opinion, I mean, Incubus is really good too, which is their barrel aged stout. I mean, that one's pretty solid. Uh, but you know, as far as their whole lineup and just consistency throughout the years, I friggin' love this beer. Yeah, man. It's. I mean, it's very good. It's uh, it's nine. It's nine. It's nine. It's nine. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna fair. give it a It's one of the best porters I've ever had, and yeah, they are doing some cool things. Apparently, they make a lager. Uh, they've got a beer called Evil Twin, which seems uh, a bit problematic. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but it's a red IPA, and I don't think Evil Twin really cares. Makes maybe. any of those, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, but. they've got a pretty decent smattering of beers. Uh, Blood of Jupiter, which sounds awesome, but that's we're probably, just going through the website. Yeah, that's yeah. probably like a one-off that they did that they will never make again. I love that, like their their bovine intervention is their milk stout. It just says milk stout. Creamy, smooth. All right. Sure. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, overall, the spear's, the spear's phenomenal. It's one of those ones, if you've never had it, it's a standby. And I mean, they're relatively local in Northern California. Sure. So it's it's definitely a beer that you should try at least once. And yep. also, uh, I've been to a lot of beer shares where people have gone to great lengths to make desserts to pair with this beer. Yep. I've had cupcakes with this beer incorporated in it, and that were phenomenal. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with this beer, but also it's it's a great beer to share with your friends. So if you've never had it, go grab yourself a bottle of Heretic Chocolate Hazelnut Porter. It'll run you about $7.99 Spikes Bottle Shop. It is a 9 for me. 8.5 for me. And we're putting this beer to bed. Yeah. Good let's, night. Let's, good night, sweet, delicious porter. It's so good. Uh, I'm going to sip on you fondly and talk about this movie. Yeah, so upgrade. Uh, spoilers abound. We're going to talk about some things that happen throughout the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. I think it's worth your time. I want to start a new thing at the Danger Zone because yeah. we always get all over the fucking place. Sure. Uh, I want you just to do a whole plot synopsis, start to finish. Oh, and sure. And then I love this. we'll spoil yeah. it. But that okay. just makes sense, right? Uh, of course. So I got to take a sip. Hang on. If you're prepared or I can do it, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. But I just think no, it's- I'm so excited Because I was listening back in Last Danger Zone, we were just like- and then they died. And it's like, there's no reference. What was our movie last week? I don't remember. Uh, no, hang on. What was it? Uh, oh, it was Fahrenheit 451. 451, yeah. So right. there, I mean, we it would just be... Sure, yeah, we can do that. It seems like it would help people out a little bit. Because I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that don't have time to see movies. Yeah. So in order to fully encapsulate the cinematic experience... All right, well, well roughly, I think that's actually a really good point. Yeah, not everybody that listens to the show... Is gonna go see the movie yes. or even cares? So yeah, uh, how much time roughly do I have? Uh, do you want to call it thirty between thirty and sixty? Sure. Okay. Sixty second, sixty second danger zone. Sure. Uh, we'll call it the the sixty second chump. Okay. Deal. I don't know chump. I had two pump chump. That's I don't fine. Know. That's fine. I, yeah. I'll think of a cool name. Is that like two buck chuck but two pump chump? <laughs> is that what you were going for? 
somewhere in that. Yeah, that's fine. Let's go. All right, here we go. 60 Seconds of Glory with Max like Minardi. Okay, well, this guy uh, named Gray, he like it's in the future, and he doesn't like technology, so he's all about like fixing up old cars and not using the fancy new cars and their house technology that lets them make protein shakes and stuff. He has a wife who works for a very technological, it's going to take more than 60 seconds. Computer company. Yeah. And um, he also like, as his job fixes up old cars and sells them to people, it's like a vintage. Like muscle cars. Yeah, he's like, oh, you can have a cool old car. Like you're, this doesn't have a computer. It's just a car. And he sells a car to this dude who is this like young, very uh, smart fella. Elon Musk type character. Exactly. Uh, his name's Aaron, I think. Yeah. Aaron and- Must. Sure. Very, very, <laughs> very odd. Yeah. And he's like this little dude. He lives underground. In a cave. In like a cave. Troll hole. To, he's got like a cloud of his own. He can like make, not like not like our clouds, like a legit cloud. Like a rain cloud. He's like making thunderstorms. Like a handheld rain cloud. And then uh, Gray's like, hey dude, I have your car ready. And he's like, who's that? And he's like, that's my wife. Get out of here. And then they leave. In their crazy electronic car, because Gray drove his normal car, and then his wife had to drive him back in the fancy car. They're self-driving. When They're self-driving fancy, cars. That's what he means. Thank you for that. And then the car veers off the highway, starts going its own way, and then his wife is like, hey, take us home. And the car's like, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that. There's been an error. And they crash. Then his wife is shot. By these homeless people. No. There's like a crew of dudes that roll up behind him in like a car, like a regular driving car. Sure, 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 sure. And they're all like thugs and shit. Those are the homeless people I'm referring to. No, the homeless people didn't shoot them. Well, all right. There's some people that roll up in a car. Yeah, they've crashed into a homeless camp. They crash into a homeless camp. And the homeless people are some like these these dudes with the things. Those were not the homeless people. All right. Those you and I disagree on this because I think it I don't know. Fucking fact. All right, fine. You're probably right. These dudes roll up in a car. Yes. Afterwards, they're, they're like, like a hit. They they're like, like hitmen. Hit yeah, like like these futuristic upgraded humans. Hashtag upgraded. Yeah. Am and I they're right? like they shoot his wife. She's dying. Then they like shoot him in the neck. Except we're like obviously he's not dead. He's paralyzed. It was it torso. Was, yeah, it was like in the back of his spine. Yeah, obviously going for a spine. So shot. he's okay. And then he wakes up in a hospital. She's dead. And um, he's, he's paralyzed. From he's a quadriplegic neck, neck down. down. And then we go through like his grieving process. He's back home with his mother, who's alive apparently, which we didn't know, but he's got a mom. And the doctor's like, you well, can- Max, everybody's got a mom. Right. All right. That's almost true. Um, well, and, well, some people are like in vitro and they don't have parents. They're just like, come babies. I don't, is that, is that, is that, is that what they want to be called? I don't know. Anyways, so we, like the doctor's like, all right, we'll leave you guys, try to figure it out. You can say protein shake and then it'll make your protein shake. Yeah. So they're at a place in technology where like you just tell Alexa to do stuff for you. Right. And then at one point his home, Alexa is like, oh, great. Will Asha be joining us tonight? And it's like, oh shit. Like she's dead. And the that was like, now. yeah, like the day after the he got home. Yeah. Um, so anyways, like, he gets an invitation from, uh, how does this part work? When does he go to get STEM? It's like, um, he like meets with the police officers. Oh, no, it was uh, the when he, he, that dude, the little weird dude that lives in the cave, the technology, the Elon Musk type character, yeah, sure. comes to visit him in the hospital. Right. And but it, he's already met up with the cops at this point. Yeah, so he's visited, no. No, he has, because he's like... You need to catch these people. And they're like, we're going to do what we can. We have these crazy drones, but yeah. they can't identify them because they can bypass the identification. Basically, we'll do what we can. Yeah. He's like, that's not good enough. Then he's in the hospital. Yeah. So, 
No. Something. No. He's in his home. No, he was offered this this by this dude, the Elon Musk character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he didn't take him up on it until he realized kind of that the cops weren't going to do shit. Right, because the Elon Musk guy was like, we can get your life started again. He's yeah. like, I don't want to restart my life. Yeah. And then the Elon Musk dude was like, what would your what would Asha want, yeah. basically? Uh, which gets him to be like, all right, maybe I'll do this. Yeah, so long story short, he realizes the cops can't do shit, so he goes to this Elon Musk guy, and he gets this thing called STEM. S-T-E-M. And it's like system, transmatic, yeah, intermissionary, it, yeah. manual, sexual. It's like a little microchip spider thing. Yeah, it looks like a little millipede that like latches onto your spine and like helps your brain. Basically, it bridges the gap from the shit that's not working to your brain. Yep. That's the bluntest that I can be about it. That, I mean, that seems right. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, if you get the surgery, this will fuse to your spine and it'll relay your brain signals to your limbs. Also, it's better at you, better than you at everything. Yeah. And he's well, that's like, kind of a perk that comes later. Well, that's true. But yeah. he, he says it straight up. He's like, no, 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 no. Humans are better at some things. Yeah. That's like his thing. He's like a human, like technology, yep. can fuck off kind of thing. Yep. Anyways, he's like, now I'm going to find the people that murdered my wife. So he stands up, starts like walking around. Yeah. 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 And then he's like watching the footage because it was filmed. Sorry, that's important. Just the fact that he can no, walk. No, it totally again. is. Yeah. And then Stem is in his brain. He's got like an internal voice. He's like, "Who's talking?" He's like, "I'm Stem. I'm your." That was pretty fucking running cool. your body. The it first was time funny he heard too. the voice. Yeah. He's it like, "Am I funny. fucking going crazy?" Yeah. And then and then he's like watching all this stuff, and Stem's like, "No way! Look at that! You missed that! Oh, you missed that! You missed that!" So like Stem is like very smart, and then he's like, "Here's the dude. You got to go murder him." Basically, goes into his apartment, and then he's like, he's getting choked out. And then he's like, Stem, you got to help me. And Stem's like, you got to give me permission to help you. He's like, you got my permission. And then Stem murders this dude by slicing his face in half from the mouth. Oh, yeah. Like from behind, like shoves a butcher knife into his mouth and then just pulls it. Like almost like takes the top of his head off, like at the mouth. I'm I'm going a little bit too micro. I got to I got to got to spread it out a little bit. Murders him. Then they keep murdering people for a while. Until Stem goes offline, Stem's like, you got to take me offline because Aaron Elon Musk is trying to shut me down. And he's Gray's like, all right, let's go offline. Let's go to this hacker, hack the system. Then Stem is like, oh, heads up. Uh, I'm offline now, which means I don't have to fucking listen to you. He became autonomous. I'm going to do my own shit. And now you are mine. Also, he can fight real good. Yeah, yeah. Stem can like predict everything. Also, there's this dude, Fisk, who is also like an upgraded human, which has like, he's got like bad breath that kills you. Mm -hmm. It's like really bad breath. Halitosis, yeah, it's literally not, not good. And then, so like he kills him, obviously, he like impales him on some glass. Yep. And then uh, he goes to Aaron's Musk's fella place. Yeah. And he's like, this is my plan all along. We'll just I call was, him Aaron Musk. Sure. Uh, like, I was going to kill you all along. And Aaron's like, I fucking knew that. I serve a higher purpose. Uh, this dude, Stem. And then earlier on, like, Stem's like, hey, you shouldn't fight me with your brain. It'll break your brain. That's important. And then he keeps fighting him. He's like, don't kill him. Don't kill this girl from Get Out, mm-hmm. who was the cop, by the way. Yep. Uh, shoots her but almost, she, misses. The black girl from Get Out. The black girl from Get Out. Yeah. Um, and then, like, 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 Gray is fighting Stem in his brain. He's like, no, don't. He's, like, like moving his own hand. Like, don't shoot her. Then his brain breaks. And then here's the thing. We don't know his brain's broken, right? So it's like, oh, my God, I've woken up in a hospital, but it's all a dream. Wow, my wife is still alive, and she's like, "You're in an accident." And then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What a cop out for this movie!" And then they come back, and they're like, "Just kidding! His brain broke. I'm gonna shoot you." Shoots her, and then he's like, "I'm Stem. 
I needed this body. I'm going to take over this shit. I run this world forever for now. Always. Yep. That's mostly what it is. Yeah. And then dude just gets like honey dicked into living in the matrix in his own mind. Basically. And yeah. He's he, like, this has got to go to this, a better place. Yeah. The, 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 the stem takes over and gives him this false reality where it was all just a fucked up nightmare. Yeah. And he wakes up and everything's fine. But it's not. But he's it's not good at all. But is that true happiness? Because he's living in his ideal situation. Because like, then that's the matrix kind of stuff. Like, what is yeah. the truth? Like, exactly. Like, what truth are you choosing to live in? If you're man? murdering people, but like, you're in your, like, for him, for Gray, it's over. Like, he's happy. His brain is handling shit, but also like his human body is murdering countless other people. Sure. Which is not good. But yeah. Probably. Great twist, though. Great twist. With that happening at the end, I was like, oh, fuck. This yeah. was awesome. Let's, let's talk about the lines in the movie. Like, you mentioned the thing in the rain. Can I just say one thing? Please. We need to do that every, every time. Week. Every that's danger zone. So much fun. You got next week. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That I mean, it was a it was a collab. Yeah, true. It was a back I, and I forth. I did most of it. You did. I, you carried the weight. But, I sent some texts. But your you chiming in was very good. Yeah. 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 You yeah, should yeah. Do next week. I'll do next week. We'll trade off. And yeah. if one of us feels more confident, we'll let them carry it. But sure. really just going through the whole movie felt real good. And yeah, we're just I, especially movies like this that are like are, like we said, under the radar, like Infinity War is another thing. Like yeah. most people are gonna see yeah. that. So we shouldn't walk through the entire plot. Also, it's like an hour and a half longer than this movie. Exactly. That's something. But like even like a whole plot synopsis, even if it's rough and just like the rough yeah. outline, yes. it's important because the spoilers become more relevant. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, that's the movie in a nutshell. Crazy shit, man. And the fighting and the choreography were my favorite part, I think. There were some great fight scenes. Yeah. Really yeah. good. And it was like so well interspiced with humor. Like like he's like dodging things, but Stem is controlling him. He's like, Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, like, oh stop. God, it's so gross. He's like, Stop, please yeah. stop. Yeah, that stuff was was very funny to me. Yeah. I thought it was great. Super good, man. You want to talk about some of the lines? Yeah, I mean, like, I I just want to talk about how the balance of the humor to the crazy violence in this movie were, in my opinion, very well thought out and very it was a good balance of stuff. Um, but specifically, like, what were you saying about that line in the rain? Where uh, oh yeah 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 so it was basically like uh, the 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 black gal from from Get Out the cop was saying well what would your your wife want if she was here like she wouldn't want you to be doing this stuff or like what something like that Betty Gabriel Betty Gabriel and and our main character looks at the screen and says doesn't matter like straight into the camera like like, she's not here she's not here don't matter. And it's it's so cheesy. No, it's and so, super cheesy. But it like fits with the rest of the movie. So it I does. thought it was great. But yeah, like that tongue in cheekness. But if you look back at movies like Robocop, like was Robocop was there anything cheesier than Robocop? No, I hear you. That yeah. shit was cheesy yeah. as fuck. Yep. So yep. it fits right in with that, dude. And this movie was also like a pretty weighty like social commentary on how much we let machines control shit too. Right. Like there was some for sure serious like undertones there that you could read into shit and like look at it from that angle. Mm -hmm. I chose not to look at this film through that lens because that's depressing because like robots for sure can kill us all soon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when Elon Musk is terrified of artificial intelligence, like we should be paying attention. Yeah. For real. So... I think I'm good on this movie, dude. Yeah, man, I am too. This, I, I mean, really it was, liked it was, going I would through see the it whole again. plot. Yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, we should rent it and revisit it or something. Agreed. We've been going to all the best, by the way. Have you? Yeah. You have a membership now? Oh, I have. Oh. I've had for like six months. What? Yeah. I told you when I got it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No. We talked about it on the show. No, we didn't. I'm you find sure. that, I'll give you a hundred bucks. 
we did not talk about that. I don't have the kind of time to Fine. listen. Cool. But I've had sure. a membership for a while. I had went. I mean, how long, I've had it for so long. I went back and I had late charges. Put it well, that we way. have late charges every week. Yeah, but I haven't rented a movie there. We like in, to support like the business. two months exactly. Oh, well, okay, well. you know. But yeah, we do. Me and Shalina do horror Monday. Yeah. And we've been going there every Monday. It's kind of like a part of the date now is to like go together and pick out a physical copy of a movie we haven't seen. Do you know the names of anybody that works? No. Okay, well, you got to figure that shit out. Then I'll take you seriously. All right. Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Thursday, oh, Friday, Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Your yeah. homie's with them. You, yeah, for sure. I did not see any of our posters or our stickers, and we run a movie podcast. Yeah. But you know these people's names? We've talked about this. I've thought about trying to get in there and like make it a thing. You should at least just hang a poster. But we only do new movies, so it's And not... they have brand new movies. They do have new movies, but not brand new. Well, they not have it like, theater like a movies. month and a half or two months after it leaves the theater. Which but is like also, we're past it. like all of our bonus content on Patreon is older That's movies. True. Speaking of which, we got to get to that. Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, so this has been yes. Almanac and Heretic. Wait, oh, I was yeah. going to say, say the, the actual name. Sure. Almanac, Cherry Berry, and Heretic. Chocolate, Chocolate hazelnut porter. porter and the movie upgrade grade grade. That's right. This has been another riveting episode. I hope you guys are as erect as I am. Oh my god! Uh, if you're on Patreon, we're gonna record some stuff for you now. We're in 19 what 95? I don't know, something like that. 94. Yeah. Uh, we started uh, going from the year of Johnny's birth, covering one movie per year per week. Uh, I think we're on 94, 95. Something like Last that. Last week we did, uh, uh, help me out. Lion King. Lion King, that's right. If you have no idea what we're talking about, it's because you're not on Patreon and you're not getting our bonus content. Yeah, so check us should, out. Yeah, which you should because it's off the rails, but kind of kind of more more streamlined because we do 10-minute episodes roughly yep. and two of them per week. Max, um, um, yeah. before we go, where can people find you? Sure. Um, you can find me, uh, musically speaking, on Facebook at Max Minardi Music or Instagram or Twitter, all at the same stuff. You can find me this week. Uh, let's see. Well, this won't come out till Monday. That sucks. So let me see real I was quick. About to say we should. Do you want to drop an early episode? We can drop this on Sunday. No, if you dropped it on Sunday, that wouldn't be long enough. We'd have to drop it today so people <laughs> hear it point, to get yeah. out Sunday. Um. All right. Well, you can find me in San Leandro on Friday the fifteenth. All right. And then Reno Sunday through Wednesday after that. All right. Where can they find you, my friend? They can find me around. I'll be at the Handlebar tonight. Sure, which drinking. they're not going to. It's three days ago. Yeah. Next yeah. week, I will be around, man. Yeah. We'll find Johnny on Twitter at Johnny Manitoba. That's right. Me at Max Minority Music. Or you'll find the show at all of the social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema. Or you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. If you don't want to reach out, that's fine. We will see you next week. It's not with, fine. With a brand new episode. Email us. Do we know what we're covering yet? Tweet us. We don't know. Instagram us. Yeah. Drink we're... along with us and tell us what you think of the beers. Roll the theme song or I'm just going to keep yelling. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.